Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Of course, yesterday we talked about King of Swing. He's not running at Albion Park on Saturday night. We'll see him the following week and then back up into the Sunshine Sprint. But the one day's mate Saturday night... Off the front line, you've got Kid Montana, Uncle Lord, Bell Raj, Rockin' Marty, Spankham, Colt 31, Maywin's Best. Off the back line, copy that, Escalera, Cardles from Heaven, turn it up. Chris Barsby, good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Which horse is going to win that? Uh, I would lean towards Spankham with the barrier draw. Could find the top. Well, he'll be going forward, so if he's not in front, he'll probably be outside the leader, so I think that puts him in a really good spot. Uh, I thought he was excellent. You go back and look at the sectionals out of that uh, race uh, last time out when he chased home King of Swing. He was terrific. Uh, I still think there's a little bit more to, to come as far as improvement is concerned, so I think he's he's progressing nicely with these big races still a couple of weeks away. The, uh, the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks are fake. Why don't we copy that, Chris? What's the story with him last time? Uh, well, he just disappointed. It was just one of those runs. He was back at the trials here on Friday night. He had a trial. He rated a tick over 53. The uh, the connections were really happy. Trainer Ray Green, Anthony Butt, he came up to drive, copy that in the trial, and uh, it was, you know, a thumbs-up performance. So they're happy with the way he's come out of that, uh, that last start uh, failure at Cambridge on Jules Day. But that's a nasty draw there for him on, on Saturday night, the inside of the second row, uh, the emergency Kid Montana Gate 1, and then Uncle Jord, if he, if he starts from the inside, he's not a noted quick beginner, so he's really in a difficult spot, and only being a mile, he's going to need a lot of luck. OK, Graham Dwyer joins us, Chris. Well, I'm keen to chat with Graham because the stable continues to fire. There's no doubt about that. He was in the feature race winner's circle again there last Saturday night, taking out the tab Redcliffe Oaks with She's Miss Divine. And it's fair to say this filly has just turned into a monster. She's now won five straight. She's won two features at a past two start. She won the three-year-old Yelling Sale Series final the week earlier, beating Manila Playboy fair and square. And then she was just too big and too strong, taking out the Oaks on uh, on Saturday night. We've got the South East Oaks, Queensland Oaks just around the corner. Graham Dwyer's got a lot to look forward to. He's online now. Graham, appreciate the time. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Congratulations. Uh, absolutely flying this filly. Yeah, no, she's done a terrific job. We're, um, we couldn't be more pleased. Would you say she was more impressive on Saturday night just gone, winning the Oaks compared to the week prior in the three-year-old Yelling Sale Series final? Uh, definitely. I, I thought she had to do um, more, more work on her own terms there. And, uh, you know, obviously we weren't sure. Well, I wasn't sure if she could do it. And uh, I thought she'd done it quite comfortably. Yeah, and it was quite a hard run the week before as well. The time was good, and then on Saturday night she had to overcome the outside draw, gate six, and it was even quicker time there on Saturday night, 56-2. So there was just so much to like about her performance. Yeah, it was, Chris. Um, you know, like early days as a two-year-old, she had a lot of uh, lameness issues, and we've, um, she had a good spell. And uh, Harry Markwell in at uh, Westfed has done a marvellous job just to get it to where she is. So we're always setting up for this time of the year last year and uh, we're just glad it's all coming to, to hand at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It, it, it's no complete shock because she was twice Group 1 placed last season as a two-year-old. She's beautifully bred. So the ingredients for her to be good have always been there, but she's just put it together at the... Boy, at precisely the right time. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
well, there's some nice races coming up, and uh, you know, this got a, a good chance and a bad chance to be in them sort of races. Now, the obvious question that I want to pose to you with She's Miss Divine, as I said, she's now won the last five. All of those victories have been at Redcliffe. Can she transfer that Redcliffe form to the bigger track at Albion Park with races like the South East Oaks and then the Queensland Oaks? Uh, most definitely. I, um, I, I don't think she, uh, she's a one-trick pony either. I think she can um, you know, be driven with a sit if need be, um, especially on a good tempo. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me she should run a good mile at Albion Park. Yeah. And that's the thing with those big races coming up, the South East and Queensland Oaks. The opposition's going to be harder, but in saying that, they're going to generate a lot more pressure. So she's capable, like you said, of coming off speed and doing the job again. Yeah, and, and even that's going to be new to us as well. But it's just a, a feeling that um, the previous drivers have felt. Uh, Nathan drove there a couple of starts ago and said she felt terrific on the speed. So uh, I'm sure she will do a good job. Tell me, what's the feedback been like from Pete McMullen over the past two weeks with those uh, feature race wins? Oh, I think he's just thrilled for us and, uh, you know, he, he was thrilled for Mayor as well, you know. So it's, um, it's a big moment for everybody involved in the horse and uh, and just the fact that Pete, um, you know, grabbed the ball with both horns and just, uh, you know, and, and made the most of it for us. You know, those drives on that, that truly both nights were outstanding and, uh, and, and he drove her to be... Uh, opposition in both races um, superbly. And when you look back at the replay, the favourite sporty dancer, she had every chance to run you down. Yeah, there's a lot of form in around um, sporty dance because she raced obviously Captain Crusader and uh, there was a couple of others there that run up behind the other good horse there on Krug on um, Saturday night. So, well, you know, and she had to sit on us and couldn't beat us. And Manila Playboy was talking, was he as good the week before? I'd have to say he was because our filly will switch off when she hits the front. And uh, when Manila Playboy ran up to her that, that night, she switched off, yes, and then he got to her. But then she lifted and went again, and that, that sort of broke his heart. But I, I do believe there's a lot more in the filly because we're still learning as well. And uh, But she definitely switches off and turns back on when it's needed. OK, so you're looking forward to, to locking horns again with a filly-like talent to spare? Oh, definitely. You know, I think if we get the right driver on with the right respect and, uh, you know, and, and and really I think you've got to put it to her because I don't think Talent the Spare is a, a strong filly. She might be fast, but, you know, we'll just go fast for longer and we'll see how we go. Mm. And the fact that uh, that race on Saturday night was 2040, the Oaks being 2,138 metres, it's going to pose no problems? I don't think so, Chris. You know, like we're still learning as well, but, you know, I, I don't think we... Um, I think we just put everything in the one basket and just have a decent go. And if we finish short, it's not the end of the world. But I think um, having a decent go is going to definitely help us and, and might not help others. OK. Her next start, will it be in the South East Oaks? I'd say so, Chris. Um, yeah, like, I know it's putting a spanner in the works, but, you know, and, and to be fair, she would not get a run either, I don't think, anyway, in the rising sun. But, listen, just to... You know, I couldn't be more happy at the time. And you go, yeah, let's do it. Well, Phillies get drawn first, you know what I mean? So um, um, if you took the way she went the other day, she went the same section as was Krug until the last quarter. And as I said before, she does switch off when she runs to the top. So um, I'm not saying that's what we're going to do, but uh, we we are dreamers and we like things like that. And, uh, you know, and you never know, they might have a consolation to the race anyway.
Okay. Great to see a great bunch of owners there trackside on Saturday night uh, again like they were the previous week, but uh, they're great supporters of the stable and uh, they really get behind their own uh, their own stock. Oh, definitely, because, you know, this is their first... Uh, well, most owners um, of the horse, well, this is their first good one ever, and uh, well, first pacer, really, and then uh, Alan Boyd's been in horse the whole time and never had his horse as good as this one, so... Just to be involved in that, and uh, in both races we drew terrible, so we never really expected to win. And then when she won the way she did, you couldn't help but sort of get wrapped up into the, you know, into that environment. And it was it was just a great place to be that there both nights. You know, it's it it very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's focus on Saturday night. We've got a couple of features coming through. The Wandai's mate may wins best. The Evergreen performer starts, but. Were you disappointed when the draw was released last night? It's probably just the, the wrong draw. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, the inside should be the inside one, Chris. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Listen, he needs to draw well. Uh, you know, he's it's going to be very strong, hard from out there, but um, he, he won't disappoint us. He never has, and uh, I'm sure he'll do his best. Okay. Were you happy with his effort in the Reckliff Cup last week? Sectionally, he was more than okay. Oh, definitely. Like. They walked and sprinted home. He needed a bit of pace on the race, being where he was. Um, he he travelled nice. He said he was just jogging. So, you know, in an even run race um, or genuine run race, I'm sure he would have run a, a good race in that. And he, he went well anyway. So, no, we couldn't be happier, mate. Like, everything he's done is just probably beyond what we thought from the start. And uh, and we're still learning with him. Like, we never thought he could run the trip, you know. And uh, now he's running 2,600 and he's 11 year old. So... We, we should have worked it all out by now, but we still haven't. Yeah, OK. Well, that's Maywin's best there. In the Wandai's, mate, you've also got Doug representing the stable on Saturday night in the, uh, the Daryl Alexander Memorial Trotting Championship Series. He goes around in heat two. It's race six. He's first up, but he's trialled and trialled well recently. What are the expectations with Doug? He, he's a horse I've got a lot of time for. So, um, you know, God knows what price he'll be. He'll be or anything, but uh, he's a horse that... Um, I've really got a good opinion of. He probably lacks early dash from the stand. But, you know, just put away. It wouldn't surprise me he does really well in the series because uh, I do believe there's a lot in, in him and uh, we've never really got to the bottom of him because we just had little hiccups along the way. And in touch wood at the moment, everything seems really good. We've got a lot of gear off him. And uh, he went really good there the other day. They went on in 28 something and he came from last. And, uh, he doesn't have to do the work on Saturday night, so we'll just see what happens. Okay, well, that's Doug. Unknown son, was he meant to be lining up in this series? Yeah, no, we just had a vet look at him just now, actually, and uh, we found a couple of little problems that um, he's been plaguing him before, and we're going to try and get on top of those. Um, you know, he's quite a piggy boy when things aren't going his way, so um, we're just going to try and get back to square one and, and go forward again. I suppose that's a little disappointing, a little frustrating because you know how good he is. So this series uh, would have been right in his uh, wheelhouse. Oh, definitely. But he's, he is only four, Chris. And uh, as I said, he's been a big baby since we've had him. Um, Greg Sugar's had him in Melbourne and, and had nothing but dramas just, just to steer him. And, and uh, I can definitely vouch for that. And, uh, he's just um, starting to steer better now. And, and with a few things that we're sorting out now, hopefully we'll get back on top.
Okay. You've got three runners tonight at Reckliff, two going around in the same race. Race two, Adrenaline Rush and Gotta Have a Hobby. Both are going exceptionally well. Just on Gotta Have a Hobby, he was unbelievable last week in that Knights and Dames final on Saturday night, and his sectionals back it up. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's a lovely, fast little fella, and uh, I, um, I've done the big one where I thought he won, and it's a new beauty, and he got beat, so um, I think I'm to blame for that one, but no, I definitely like him, he's definitely fast, and, uh, you know, I think if you see him improves, I think he'll make a nice sort of city-class horse. Okay, and what about Adrenaline Rush? Uh, her form is super as well. Yeah, ultra-consistent, Chris. Um, she's drawn two. Uh, Nathan's driving her. Um, I just don't know what the one's going to do. And, and Nathan used to drive the one, so he might know better than what I would. So whether we just sit one off or we uh, try to go to the front, um, I'll leave that up to Nathan. OK, do you have a preference one over the other? No, I, I think uh, the fact they've got to have a hobby, he's got to go back. I, I think that sort of evens out both chances, I think. Um, both are consistent. And uh, I think with the right luck, either one of them could win. Okay, and in race five tonight, the Midnight Rambler. Speaking of super form, this guy's been huge since joining your care. Uh, to be fair, the owners of the horse um, placed him with me. The fact that he'd be better placed here. So, you know, full credit's got to go to the owners and prove he had him. Is the biggest head start with the horse. They told me everything about him. And obviously, um, because we've got the swim and that here, but, you know, that's why he's here. And um, But, yeah... The fact that the owner's placed him in that way, which makes my life easier, and definitely um, he's just improved out of sight. So, very yeah. happy. Yeah, he certainly looks the horse to be there. He's not a small horse either, is he? No, he's a lovely big gentle giant. He's a beautiful animal, and, uh, yeah, he'll make a lovely riding horse one day. All right. Graeme, as always, really appreciate the time again. Congratulations taking the Oaks last Saturday night with her. She's Miss Divine. She's certainly in peak form and she's uh, in form at the right time with the Queensland Oaks just around the corner. Continued success. Good luck tonight. OK, thanks, Chris. There's Graham Dwyer joining us. So he's got three runners there. All look to have terrific chances tonight. He's got a pair of runners on Saturday night and he's got She's Miss Divine headed on that uh, Oaks course as well, the southeastern Queensland Oaks. She's now won her last five starts. Joining us online now is Nathan Purden. Nathan is here, of course, with a couple of horses for our carnival, including Amazing Dream and Spellbound, who won last Saturday night at Menangle, is also on the way to Queensland. Nathan joins us now. Nathan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Tell me, uh, amazing dream trial last night. She had the trial last week as well. Is she right where you want her to be going into the features in the coming weeks? Yes, I think so, Chris. She's, uh, she's very well in the south. She's thriving on being here. Um, she's got better with each trial talking to Adam. He's uh, very happy with her. So, uh, no, we're very much on target. Just on that trial last night, she was beaten narrowly behind our Uncle Sam, who's twice a runner-up in a in a uh, Hunter Cup. He's an Inter-Dominion runner-up. They went 53-7, beaten a metre and a half, but the last half was 55-9. She's come from a long way back. Her own splits but would have been really good. Yeah, true, and, and she's probably realistically not a, not a straight-out mile. Um, she hasn't sort of been wound up and, and sharpened for that sort of distance, so uh, just had a a little bit more for, for the tenth, um, over twenty-one or twenty-two hundred. Um, uh, she might just be a little bit better suited too. Okay, so she's going to start first up next week in the Rising Sun. Yes, she will. Okay, have you booked a driver at this stage? 
Uh, not yet. Still uh, waiting to be confirmed, but uh, hopefully, hopefully Dad accepts the invitation and, uh, and makes his way here. Okay, so you still got to do a little bit of arm twisting to get Dad to sit in uh, behind Amazing Dream. Yeah, well, I'm due to call him today, so uh, hopefully he can we can give you some good news. All right, excellent stuff. Well, that's Amazing Dreams, Spellbound. She was able to take out the Group 3 Ladyship Stakes last Saturday night in Sydney. 50.1, beating the stunning nun who's low flying, rock and roll angel, Ruby's for Tash. In fact, all of those mares are going super. Did she surprise you in any way last week? No, not at all. Uh, she's, she's a pretty good horse, like Chris, and she's probably a little bit under, underestimated, I think. Uh, early on, I thought there was a big gap between the two mares, Amazing Dream and Spellbound, but she's definitely closer yet. Mm. And she seems to be exceptionally good at the short course racing. Yeah, that's a fair call. She's her pit distance would be there in the mile racing. Mm. Has there been any sort of interest from America, given that she's got such a great record and she's such a good miler? Has there been strong interest from America yet? I've seen a couple of offers round about, but uh, yeah, nothing sort of serious at the moment. So what's her program during the carnival up here? Do you, do you nominate her for the Rising Sun or is she just focusing on the mayor's features? At this stage, she'll just stick with the, with the mayor's. Um, I think she's, you know, she'll be uh, very competitive in those two races, so uh, we'll just target those and hopefully get draw on the night. Okay, so next week she's got the Fleur de Lille, and then the following week she's got the new group one, the Golden Girl. Yes. Okay. Well, it's a strong hand, two very good mares, Amazing Dream and Spellbound, and uh, by the sound of it, you couldn't be any more uh, happy with the way both mares are, are progressing. Yeah, definitely. They're both... Uh, Probably in peak form, really, uh, heading into to this campaign and the, and the feature races coming up. So, uh, very much pleased. Did you see your old mate last Saturday night, Krug? You used to be in partnership with Crandell Giddy at Kentuckiana Lodge, and uh, you, you played a, a pivotal role with Krug along the way, and uh, he was just stunning. Yeah, he's a great horse. Chris. He really is. He's just got the whole the whole package. He's, um, still being a colt and very laid back, but and. Uh, and let me reminisce with him and, and jump back in the seat the other day and give him a quiet run round. So, uh, no, it was great. Great to be back behind him, and uh, he's just a beautiful horse. All right, excellent stuff. Nathan, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in action next Saturday night with both Amazing Dream and Spellbound. Thanks a lot, Chris. There's Nathan Purden joining us this morning, so hopefully he can make that phone call today to uh, his father, Mark, and get Mark to be uh, amongst the action next Saturday night, driving Amazing Dream in the Group 1 Rising Sun, because she's going to be a major player, that mare, and it was a really nice trial uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, our Uncle Sam winning the trial, beating Amazing Dream, Saucy Dreams after leading, finished third, only beaten two and two and a quarter metres. Pelosi wasn't far away, running fourth, so... A really strong trial, 53-7, 28-9, 29-28, home in 27.9. So uh, we look forward to seeing these uh, good mares stepping out in the coming weeks. Speaking of good mares, 
Really looking forward to this last race on Saturday night. It's the Sky Racing three-year-old pace over the mile, a field of seven. And we've got several horses. In fact, all of these runners that are stepping out in this final race on Saturday night are gearing up either for uh, Derby features or Oaks features. Likely favourite at this stage is the star filly here in Queensland, Talent to Spare. She's chasing five in a row, a last start Group 1 winner. Her trainer driver is Trent Dawson. He's online with us now. Trent, appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. She's back in action, ready to go? Yeah, yeah. No, she tried really good last week. We are quite happy with that. Like, she's, uh, she's a bit bigger this time back. We gave her 10, di 10 days off after the triad, and um, she's, she's, uh, I think she's ready to go for Saturday night, but she'll, um, she'll definitely be better for the run, I'm sure. Okay, 55-1 she rated in that trial winning last week. So is that what you wanted? Did you get what you wanted out of that trial last week? Uh, I was probably would have been content to go even a little slower than that, uh, but just turned out. But uh, as it, as it was, I, I think being, with her being a bit bigger, it probably was perfect for her, really. So, um, particularly over a mile on Saturday night, I think yeah, I think she'll be ready to go. But it'll the run will definitely help us for 21 when the feature races are over. So um, that'll do it a world of good. Okay, you mentioned that she had the 10 days off after that Group One triad victory. She obviously enjoyed a time away. Yeah, yeah, it was a good de-stress for all of us, I think. Um, not that we got any, got to go anywhere, but it was, uh, she, she definitely, uh, she just went down a little bit. It was, you know, it was a tough run that last one for her. She worked real hard the first lap, so um, it was good to just watch her, watch her freshen up a bit. And hopefully, hopefully, I've been watching them, and there's, there's, a, there's a few of these three-year-old fillies have been, some have gone forward a long way, and some, some of them look like they might have gone backwards. So I'm, I'm hoping that. Um, must missing this might might be a blessing in disguise, and we're we're a bit fresh, and um, yeah, hopefully they haven't haven't gone too much further forward than what what we have. Okay, I can understand what you're saying there, and I'll touch on that in just a moment. But I can also understand that when you just mentioned that it was a good de-stress for everyone involved because the triad last time out was a target race and it's been a target race for some time. Uh, she had that, that poor barrier draw, the outside of the second row. Uh, there was that doubt about 2,138 metres, but she just destroyed all of those theories and was able to win it and win it well. So I can understand it would have been a huge relief just to get that race over and done with. Well, I mean, I probably, you know, I, I knew the horse was good enough to do it that race. I mean, yeah. I guess you talk about doubts. You get all different kinds of doubts. You get self-doubt. You get doubt about the draw. You get doubts about the distance. And, you know, you just don't know whether, whether or not you're as good as what you always hope you are. But, you know, it turned out we we were on all accounts. And, um, you know, it was it was, it was was definitely good that, that, that we got the right result because it, um, it made it all worth it. No doubt you would have been tuned in for last Saturday night watching the Reckliff Oaks. What did you take away from the Reckliff Oaks last week? Uh, obviously, the winner has um, Im improved a lot. Um, it's, it's been racing, you know, pretty well. It's like, I think it's on five in a row or something. You know, I, I, the, other, the other couple, there's a couple there that I thought were disappointing, but yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't write them off being the stables they're from either. So, but I mean, there's definitely definitely a couple more that have got put themselves a bit more on the radar. OK. Just on the winner, she's Miss Divine. Five in a row, all of those victories at Redcliffe. Do you think she can transfer that form from Redcliffe to Albion Park? Uh, she's racing very tough. I mean, particularly you get to these bigger races. I mean, I mean toughness toughness counts for a fair bit. So, you know, maybe, maybe if you were just shoot, 
shooting down the road over a mile, you know, you might you might say she might, she might not have the speed to go with them, but like she's that that toughness that she's showing, that's certainly going to um, it drags her right into these big races, and I I think she's a real threat for sure. Okay, let's talk about this race on Saturday night. You're, you're drawn nicely here in gate two. Do you think you've got the speed to lead? I I hope so. I mean, she she's pretty naturally quick out the gate. I I think we'll you know, I'll, I'll cause her. She, she'll be more frustrated with me if I stop her from coming out the gate. So, so she's, she's there for a good blow on Saturday night. So, um, you know, I think she, I think it's a tough race, but it's a winnable race. Um, you know, she, she likes to, she likes to blow and go over a mile like that. So, she'll, yeah, she'll come out, she'll come out strong, and you know, they're going to have, they're going to have their work cut out to beat her. But I mean, she's going to have to be pretty good too to beat them. So, it'll be a good race. Yeah, you're taking on some pretty handy boys here. Cashed up was terrific in the derby at Redcliffe. Didn't look comfortable on that track either. And he's got gate one and big wheels was really good last time out. Hitting the line strongly when second. And that's just a few there. There's a few others that certainly have good form as well. But uh, she certainly looks the horse to beat there from gate two. But you're happy with the way she's come back and the way she's progressing with the, the South East and Queensland Oaks just around the corner. Yeah, no, I, th I think... Everything, everything so far has gone pretty well exactly how we wanted it to. So um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, you know, we've got a, we've got a, myself, my partner, we've got a baby due. Uh, I think the due date's on Tuesday. So um, there's 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 as much possibility of us not being available on Saturday night as what there is of being available. So we're just sweating on a little bit. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, so you got to keep the uh, the excitement just uh, a little bit low key at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I, I get uh, I, I get I get to um, just have a bit of a guessing game now. So uh, they should they should have two separate markets. They should have a market with talent to spare in it, and one another market where the baby will come on Saturday night, which uh, <laughs> probably where my money's going to go at this stage. All right, well, we'll wait and see there. Just on yesterday in the winner's circle with this really nice two-year-old Colt, Future Assured, uh, he was really strong, but the victory didn't come as any shock because the week earlier, uh, when he was fresh up since the Breeders' Classic, he was terrific, and uh, he was really good again yesterday. Yeah, I've been really disappointed with the horse. I, I thought he was... What we what we started to see his last two runs, I, I thought we might have seen that from the day dot. But he's had a couple of his early ones just took a bit of time to find his feet, and we made a couple of gear changes with him, and that made a big difference. So um, he's he's really I I think he's his speed at the moment, point to point speed, is um, you know he was he was electric yesterday. When I decided to put them away, he put them away, and you know, then then thought he was just a game the rest of the way up the straight, but. Yeah, he he put them away in you know, 50 metres. It was over, so um, that was pretty impressive. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Do you look at the pale face Adios, or are you just focused purely on the triad? Well, it's a bit of a catch. I got I'm on the borderline with getting a run in the triad at this point, so I need to probably race somewhere to, to make sure I get another win, so I get into the triad. Um, so maybe I don't know. We might just dodge the pale face and and, and try and secure a run in the other one. Okay. Well, he, he looks like he's going to do a really good job. I know last time we spoke, you were a real big fan of this guy and you thought uh, with more time he'll keep uh, evolving and he's doing that. Uh, he's looked terrific in the two runs back following that little break after the Breeders. So he's a nice horse. Uh, Trent, as always, really appreciate the time. Good luck on Saturday night and good luck with the arrival of the new bub as well. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Hopefully it, uh, hopefully it comes Sunday morning. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nervous times, nervous times. Well, there's Trent Dawson, trainer driver of Talent Despair, and uh, yeah, he's got a, a busy time coming up in the next week uh, with the arrival of Bub Number Two. But uh, we wish him and his partner Crystal all the very best there. Darren Clayton is about to join us now because he's about to steer us into a winner at uh, Redcliffe tonight. It's a ten race program. Action gets underway at four fifty-five, and it's a good program. The Quaddy Legs are races five, six, seven, and eight. The Treble on six, seven, and eight. Daily doubled on five and seven. Darren Clayton, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm really well. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. And we'll talk more about Saturday night in Friday morning's edition of Mobile Rolling. I'm keen to get your thoughts, and we'll do that over the next couple of weeks throughout the carnival. You can uh, really pick the eyes out of all of these features coming through. But we need a winner for tonight. So what have you found for us at Redcliffe? Yeah, there's a few there that I did like, but for the for the best, we'll be a little bit patient and we'll wait until race number eight, horse number four, Teacher's Pet. Um, Peter Gregg team, he's got a big team going at the moment and this mare is in good form, last start winner, good gate speed too and with not much speed drawn to her inside, I think she gets to the front. The main danger will have to work in the run, that's being number six I'll be watching. And I think from the front, she can take it all the way. Teacher's pet. OK, so race eight, number four, Teacher's pet. That's the last leg of the quarter, so we can go skinny there, go one out with her. Just in that opening leg, I spoke with Graham Dwyer earlier, the Midnight Rambler. He clearly looks the testing material. Do you agree with that? Yes, yeah, certainly. I thought uh, he could bounce back. We've, we've seen him do... Um, do his thing out in front at most of his wins there. He's put that good winning sequence together. We get to see him off the back line tonight, but um, to be fair to those in the front, there's a few of those struggling for a bit of form, and the way the Midnight Rambler is going, I can see it uh, very hard for him being beaten, and I thought the dollar seventy-five current quote with Tab is, is probably a good bet. Okay, so we might be able to uh, just play a little wider in races six and seven and hope for a bit of value there because we've certainly got uh, uh, two good things there, the Midnight Rambler and then Teacher's Pet to uh, bookend that quaddy. So races six and seven, they're our value legs tonight. Speaking of Redcliffe, last Saturday night, what was the highlight for you? Uh, I thought no, the whole night was a highlight. I, I like Redcliffe racing at the best of times and to see those horses turn up. Um, one thing I did sort of... We talk about Redcliffe being a specialist or a specialist track horses like it. Some horses don't. Just the the fact the amount of horses that were able to compete there at their first look at Redcliffe and, and really put in strong performances, I guess it's a bit of a case of good horses can race anywhere, but I thought that was good. Krug, he was just he was on another level to his opponents. She's Miss Devine. She is absolutely flying and to win that race too. Gate six, two weeks in a row to pick up two feature races. You know, that's no easy feat to back it up. So that was good. And crunch time, he might have done enough in that last race to get himself a ticket to the Rising Sun, running that quick time. It's in the top five um, fastest ever 17, 80-metre races around Redcliffe. So um, he's certainly in the mix for that Rising Sun. Yeah, well, that's interesting. As we know, Pat's B-Storm is officially out of the rising sun. He was invited and accepted, but they've now relinquished that because uh, they just feel he's not going well enough. So the possibility of inviting another horse is open. We spoke with David Brick yesterday, and they're just going to analyse the results from across the weekend. And just with the current COVID situation, it, it makes things a little tricky for those that are still in Sydney looking to come up. So crunch time here in form. He's certainly putting his case forward. Yeah, he certainly is, and 
um, you know, there would probably be a good case for his half-brother, Captain Crusader, to get in the field as well. His run in that derby behind Krug was really good. Uh, I would... Obviously, there's, you know, a bit of water to flow under the bridges, so to speak. But I'd like to see another three-year-old possibly get an invite to the race rather than relying on... Um, you know, getting in via the sort of the traditional method of nominating and, and seeing if you're good enough. I'd like to see perhaps another three-year-old get that invite, but um, obviously it's still going to be a great field, whichever way you look at it. But if we could perhaps shore up a, a definite invitation for two three-year-olds, that would certainly make it uh, um, a, a good spectacle, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, we'll uh, we'll talk again on Friday morning. You'll have plenty of time to do the form between now and then. But just your first thought when you scan the fields for this Saturday night, what was the first impression? Yeah, um, the Daryl Alexander Memorial, it just goes from strength to strength year to year. So two big heats there to, to go through and getting a horse, the quality of pink glass into that race, Um and a bit of a, a mystery runner there with gold chain for Bob Butt. That certainly throws up a, an interesting race there. Spirit of St. Louis uh, inside the second line, so that certainly makes it uh, a little bit interesting there. He's going to have to um, do some work at some point. You wouldn't foresee they just hope hope to stay in and get some luck. They'll be going back to come around them at some stage, so it's certainly going to throw up there. And the other one from the McCarthy stable, I'm keen to see from a... Rising Sun's perspective, Ranger Bomb, he's come up with a tough gate in gate seven, so he's probably going to have to really put in a big performance to, to earn his ticket through to that big race, and he gets the opportunity to, to make a bit of a statement from gate seven for sure. Yeah, it's an outstanding program, 11 races. Uh, that first race, the Mayor's Open, that, that is an absolute ripper and it's a sign of what's to come with the uh, the Group 1 Golden Girl and then you go into race two, you've got Expensive Ego, who's the favourite for the Rising Sun stepping out. He's got Gate 7, but there's just class right throughout that program, so there's a lot to look forward to on Saturday night. But we'll talk more about that on Friday morning when you join us. Really appreciate the time today. We'll take the tip with Teacher's Pet, race eight, number four, and we'll chat again on Friday Friday morning. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris, and time to get my teeth into this Saturday night meeting. Yeah, plenty of form to be done, no doubt about it. There's Darren Clayton joining us this morning. So just repeating race eight, number four, the best bet for Darren at Redcliffe tonight.